afternoon, and welcome to your Rooters podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox. Your, excuse me, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. Your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics. Your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins. Your 11-time national champions in football, and that's probably it's going to stay that way for a little bit. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Your 51-time Scottish Premier League champion, Celtic football. Your six-time English Premier League champion, Chelsea football. Your Gonzaga men's basketball team. Your Wright State baseball team. And your five-time national champions in college hockey, the Boston College Eagles. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, also known as the Junkyard Dog, also known as the T.O. Swiggins, and you can't change that. Crazy couple of weeks. Yeah. My car has broken down. Yes, it broke down the week of Christmas, like Tuesday and Christmas Eve. It basically just decided to die. Yep. The old Nissan 2004 Nissan Murano has decided to go to a better place. But good news is I got a car today, 2018 Jeep Compass. So I just got that today, this morning. So I just took it for a drive, and it's a really nice car. It is a really nice car, very modern. I Bluetooth it to um, my phone and stuff like that, so I can now make calls on it. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty neat. And good news, also good news to uh, counteract the car breaking down is, guess who is the fancy league champion for one of my football leagues? Yep, me. Yeah. The James Conley team, and we'll get into that later on in the show, won their league's championship last weekend. So very good, very good. Congratulations to them. My first ever fantasy league title for any sport, football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Yeah, first time ever. Really feels good. So, yeah. A lot of stuff happened while we were gone. Notre Dame football got into the college postseason, as we will allude to later on the show. Uh, Celtic football won the Scottish Cup. Yeah, so they won the quadruple treble. Very good. So at least they're coming away with some hardware this uh, season, at least for that, at least something, since the Scottish Premier League title is now looking looking like now. I mean, yeah, it's kind of looking like now that um, yeah, after today's uh, match, it looks like um, – Maybe not. Maybe we thought we got one against Rangers, but uh, but we'll get into that later on in the show. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Patriots for the first time in almost since uh, since Tom Brady was missed the entire 2008 season with a torn ACL. The Patriots are not making the postseason since 2008, yeah. and this will also be the first time since 2000 that they have had a losing record. So, yeah, a lot of stuff happens. Celtics are kind of um, – Red Sox did make a move, but, yeah, it was only to get um, a pitcher that I'm not really sure about. Um, Chelsea football, um, not really great. Uh, we say goodbye to uh, former Boston Celtic uh, Casey Jones as he passed away Christmas Day. So, yeah, at 88, yeah, around the same age as my grandparents. Yeah, or close to that, yeah, at least grandpa. The Red Sox also hired the first female black 
uh, minor league coach. So that's pretty good. Groundbreaking. Very good, especially for a team that has been marred with uh, racism and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's kind of a good thing to get over the hump there, at least for that. Very good. So some news. Gonzaga is still undefeated. Yep, they have still not lost a game so far. They do play tonight against uh, their first conference game against University of San Francisco, where Casey Jones and Bill Russell went to college. And they were teammates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and also uh, Jason Faradick did get COVID. Yeah. But he's, it looks like he's doing fine so far. Uh, hopefully for a speedy recovery to him. Which, yeah, I already, we already just read off our first news of the day. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, to begin with, um, yeah, as I said, Jason Faratek, former Red Sox catcher and a captain, has uh, tested positive for COVID right after we recorded last uh, or last time's episode. So, yeah, or, la- or last episode last year. So Boston.com and his wife reported it via Twitter and just for right now, is praying for a speedy recovery. Yeah, maybe he might not be on the coaching staff this year, or at least to start off with. Yeah, so he is going to be on the coaching staff or, like, on the bench for Alex Cora. As I believe – hold on, hold on. We will – I do – I do. I think it's, like, a strategy kind of position, like planning and strategizing position, but I could be totally wrong on that. I need to say, see the real title, coaches. All right. He will be player information coach. All right. So kind of, yeah, so kind of like um, an information coach. So, yeah, all right. At least, at least have him on the bench for something. Give the captain, yeah, give the captain, like, a spot on the bench. Give him some experience coaching and managing. Yeah, let's give him. Yeah. All right. So, let's see. That's news. So, as I said, Celtic football played Hearts of Menden in the Scottish Cup final. And I got to say, it kind of almost looked like Celtic were going to blow this one. They take it in OT. They get it done in OT. And then they basically won it on penalty kicks. As basically they won the game 3-3, but they won it on penalty get pick or penalty kicks 4-3. So very good. They win their, or um, I believe, fifth Scottish, League or Scottish Cup uh, championship in five years in a row, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Hold on. I believe it's five. Well, last time I looked up, it was five. But, yeah, pretty good. Way to keep something going like that. And if knowing this season and knowing how probably the Scottish Premier League is now kind of out of the question, how Rangers are kind of like running away with it right now, this might be the only thing that Celtic football actually wins this year. But it's still a title that should be considered. Yeah, that should be considered great. All right. So they've won 40 overall, and this is, will be their one, two, three, four. Actually, four in a row. Okay, so I miscounted. Okay, four, four in a row. All right, so pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we'll get into the game. Let's get into the game. It has been a while, literally two weeks, I believe. Last time I recorded, it was 2020. Oh, yeah, by the way, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Forgot to mention it. I keep forgetting it's 2021. Yeah. Goodbye, 2020. Hello, 2021. Hopefully this year is a lot better than last year. All right. All right. Okay. Hearts and men. 
All right, so here we go. So to begin with, um, so with 19 minutes into the game, Ryan Christie got a goal for Celtic to make it two one nothing Celtic, and then a penalty kick by a Odman or Austin Edward with 29 minutes into the game made it two nothing Celtic, and then Hearts of Menden did get a goal. Liam uh, Boys got a goal with 48 minutes into the game to make it two to one. Then Stephen or Stephen Kingsley. With 67 minutes left, got a goal for um, Hearts. And then, let's see, and then um, Lee Griffin in overtime or uh, extra time got a goal to make it 3-2 Celtic. And then, basically, uh, Hearts basically tied it up again with a Joe or Joshua Ginley uh, goal. And then, basically, they won it on penalty kicks. Celtics did, let's or Celtic did. Let's see if we can see the penalty kicks. They probably won't show it. But basically, yeah, so basically, um, um, hold on. All right, so Christopher Iger got the winning uh, penalty kick, so very good. And you should get credit to uh, Hazard. Yes, you actually give their goalie uh, Hazard uh, credit because basically he basically kept them in it, especially into uh, extra time and into the penalty kicks phases of the game. He really kept Celtic in and, and basically helped them win this fourth straight Scottish Cup. So very good. <clears throat> so yeah, Celtic win the Scottish Cup. Sort of fruit. All right. So as I said, Notre Dame football got into the college football championship despite the loss to Clemson the night before after we recorded. So they got in. Um, and they would face Alabama, and we'll get into that game later on in the show. All right, Patriots played the Dolphins in South Beach at Hard Rock Stadium. And I got to say, they basically did not do much. Yeah, um, Cam Newton just couldn't get it done. The, they did not score a touchdown and the final score of this one. And for the first time, <clears throat> and the first time in 12 years, since 2008, we are going to see a Patriotless or a Patriotless uh, postseason. Ooh, I just said Patriot postseason. Oops. <laughs> oh, typo there. Okay. Um, edit that. <clears throat> edit that. All right. Yeah. I mean, it was at the heat of moment. Patriotless postseason. All right. Patriotless. Ah, All right. Patriotless postseason. Here we go. All right. Fix that. You basically fixed that for like the past two Sundays. <laughs> All right. I didn't. I just saw that just now. All right. So Patriots lose uh, 22 to 12 to the Dolphins. Let's get into the game summary. All right. This is kind of painful. All right. So to be. Oh, no. Here we are. Uh, to begin with, no score in the first quarter. Everybody just went scoreless into the first into the first quarter. Then the second quarter, Patriots got two uh, field goals to make it six nothing. Patriots lead. Nick Foltz with eight four or eight fifty hit a forty five yarder, make it three nothing. Then he hit a thirty six yarder with four fifteen left in the half to make it six nothing. Patriots. And in the third quarter, with ten thirty into the third quarter or ten thirty left in the third quarter. The Dolphins got on the board as Savan Mah- or Mahid uh, got a one-yard run. Um, 
PAT is good to make it seven to six. Miami led. Then the Patriots led set nine to seven as Nick Foles with 4:20 left in the third quarter hit a 45-yard field goal to make it nine to seven. And then in the fourth quarter, Tua or a Tua Tagovailoa ran for three yards. Um, Two-point conversion is good to make it 15 to nine. Miami led. Then 15 to 12 as Nick Foles hit another field goal. He basically did all the scoring today. 42 yard or the scoring this day. Make it 42 yards, 903 left in the game. And then Tua basically ran for one yard, capped it off with a PT, just put the game away. Patriots are not going to the postseason since 2008. It is over, folks. The streak is over. So for the first time, so for the first time this postseason, there will be no Patriots football. It sucks. And they will, and that's what Bill Belichick said. You know what? This kind of stinks, but you know what? We didn't deserve to win today. And looking at the score and looking at how Cam Newton and all those guys played, the offense, the rest of the offense played. Yeah, I don't think so. Dude. It it makes you think that it also gets you mad too. Only Nick Fold did all the scoring on field goals. That's how bad it was. Your only scorer in that entire game was your kicker. I don't know. All right, so the Bruins finally um, released their division opponents. So basically, here they are. So basically, it will be divided for the NHL in East, Central, West, and North, which will be an all-Canadian division. And so basically, so the Bruins will be in the East, and they will face off this season. And only these opponents in the season will get into the schedule, too. They will face off against the Capitals. Sabres, Devils, um, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, and Pelic- or, uh, Penguins for 56 games. So basically what the Red Sox did and the MLB did for this season, they'll stick in their divisions and stuff like that, but they'll probably just play East divisions and stuff like that. So basically people in the East, so like, yeah, East Coast teams. Yeah. I can't really complain about that. I mean, do what you got to do. I mean, usually why they're doing this is because – Canada is now kind of like, especially their problems and stuff like that are kind of uh, cracking down on the whole COVID thing. And this is where like, they're not like letting people like, especially people from the United States come into the country. I mean, you got to do what you got to do kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to the season. I kind of want to see how the Bruins, because right now Patriots are, um, yeah, as I said, they're done. I mean, there's no really fun watching them now. I mean, still love the team, but still this season, ugh, I wish it'd be over. Celtics are kind of starting to scare me a little bit after last night's loss, and we'll get into that um, in a little bit later on the show. And then Notre Dame football, Celtic football, Chelsea's kind of starting to fall off a little bit. And Red Sox baseball hasn't really started yet, but they're not really making any moves. What's going on? I don't know. All right. So... Um, Notre Dame linebacker uh, Jeremiah Usakomora won the Buckkiss Award for top linebacker of the country. So well-deserved. Very good. Congratulations to him. Awesome. He won in Monday. And there were other awards, too, like All-American, stuff like that, where we just weren't able to. Yeah. And then other news, uh, Patriots uh, cornerback Stephon Gilmore. If there is going to be a or basically with two games left, He's not going to be a part of him as he's going to be out for the remainder of the 2020 season with a partial torn quad. Well, there goes our defensive player of the year. 
great. Our defense is going to suck. And you probably will see how they suck in the next couple or next Patriots pregame. Or next Patriots uh, postgame recap. We do. All right. Chelsea football, um, they played uh, West Ham United. And good news there, they won that game 3-0. So they played West Ham United and won that game 3-0, as I said. Start to reiterate, but all right, hold on. Let's just go to this pen. All right, Chelsea football. Yeah. Blue is the color. <laughs> Don't sing. <laughs> all right. So, yes, yeah, so they played on December the 21st. And uh, here are your goals or goal or uh, two. Um, Scores of the game. Fadio or Fadio Silva got a goal with basically to begin the game with 10 minutes into the game. He uh, got a goal for uh, Chelsea. And then Tammy or Tammy Abraham got the last two goals. 78 minutes left or 78 minutes into the game and 80 minutes into the game. So basically with time running out. So very good. Chelsea wins 3-0. It's West Ham United. So awesome. So they get a win at Stafford Bridge. Very good, very good. All right. And that's it. Well, not it for, yeah, we got a lot to do, especially we got backed up, yeah. All right, so Gonzaga men's basketball played uh, Western State for a two-game two set, and they take this first one, beating Western State or Northwestern State 95 to 57. So they basically blew them out. So let's see. So still stay at this point, still remain undefeated. All right, da, 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 da. Western State, or Western State. Uh, sorry, I should say that. All right, so here we are. Our top or top performers or scorers. Basically, it was a uh, Corey Kispert with twenty seven. See, and then uh, uh, Antoine Wa- or Antoine Watson with fifteen points, and then tied Drew Timmy and Jalen Suggs with twelve points, and then off the bench was a. Uh, uh, Dominique Harris with 10 points. So very good. Very good. Yeah, still undefeated. Yeah, and this is a team that they had to be. I mean, this team was like 1-8. There is no reason you need to lose to this team. Seriously. There's a reason why they're 1-8. And, and that was the first game at the McCarthy Athletic Center. So in Gonzaga and Spokane. Right. Celtics news. So Paul Pierce has been named a finalist for the class of 2021 or 2021 basketball hall of fame ballots. So well-deserved. Let's start the campaign to get Paul Pierce in the hall of fame. And I was thinking this too, since they uh, pushed the hall of fame ceremony back for 2020 to net this May, I'm kind of thinking if they vote in February or somewhere like April or so, we could see both, KG and Paul Pierce get into the Hall of Fame. Is Ray Allen in? I believe he is. I believe he is in the Hall of Fame. What I hear. What I saw. Yeah, he is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So yeah, have all Big Free, which we'll also get into too about the Big, big Free on a book report. Yes, as I said, we were going to do. All right. All right. All right. So next up, Gonzaga or, uh, Played their second game against uh, Northwestern State the following day. 
And once again, they blew out Northwestern State at home, 95-278. Very good. Way to take care of business against a team that is really not that great. <laughs> Seriously, the number one team in the land does not need to lose to a 1-9 team. All right. All right, let's see. All right, so here we go. All right, Drew Timmy led the scoring with 25 points. Then right behind him with Jalen Suggs with 19 points. Then Corey Kispert with 18 points. And then Antoine Watson with 10 points. And then let's see. I'm going to give it to uh, Joel Aie with uh, six points, basically because he played uh, more minutes than, uh, um, than uh, let's see, uh, J or uh, Julian uh, Stoller or Stalder or Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, yeah. We're new to this, so so very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. Let's see. So that's it for Gonzet. Or well, not yet. All right. So the Red Sox then falling day signed Matt Andrezi to a one-year deal with a club option for 2020 or 2022. So basically, he's here for one year, and then after this year, the, the club will decide whether they want to bring him back or not or make him a free agent. Yeah. I'm not really sure how I feel about this signing. I mean, seriously. I mean, yes, he was a great pitcher in the past, but last year wasn't really that great. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure about him. What I've been hearing about him, uh, this might not be a great signing. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still kind of hoping we get uh, the – the pitcher from Japan, which, by the way, January the 7th will be the deadline for him to sign with any uh, MLB team, and hopefully it will be the Red Sox, but we'll see. We'll see how we, how uh, Bloom does with international money. Yeah. Sagano, I really want him, Sagano from Japan, yeah. Yeah. And then Celtic football, again, played Ross County and won again, 2-0 against Ross County. So they got payback for what happened the last time against when they played against Ross County. So, yeah, 2-0. Let's go over the score summary. All right. Not today. All right. Ross County. So here we go. So your two scores of the game were uh, David Trimble with a goal with 24 minutes into the game. And then Lee Griffiths got a goal with 61 minutes into the game. And that's your scores. 2-0, Celtic win their match against Ross County. Awesome. Our Celtic dream. Doo -doo -doo. All right, so how much time I got? All right. So the Bruins released their full schedule, and um, it looks like they will uh, open the regular season on January the 14th and the 16th with games against the New Jersey Devils in New Jersey. So, or in Newark, so very good. So, right, awesome. Bruins hockey is coming back, officially coming back. And then the Boston Celtics opened their season up on December the 23rd against the Milwaukee Bucks. And it was kind of a close game, but at the end, with eight sec less than 10 seconds left in the game, um, they gave the ball to Jalen Brown or the Jason Tatum. He shot a three, banked it with 0.4 seconds left into the game. But there was some drama at the end. Uh, Giannis got fouled. He uh, made one free throw. He missed a second. But that was about it. He had to make two to tie it, and he couldn't make 
the second one, and that gave the Celtics the dub. Their opening win, opening night win against the Milwaukee Bucks, a tough Milwaukee Bucks team. Basically, the team that was the best ba- team in the basketball last year, but right now they're not really doing so well. All right. So, oh, or so, 1 0 to start the year at this point. We'll also get into why they're kind of been struggling a little bit too. Let's see. All right. So, here we are. My top scorers for the Celtics tonight um, Jalen Brown with 33 points. Jason Tatum with 30 points. Let's see. Uh, Jeff Teague with 19 points. So, welcome to the new guy. And then also a no- new guy who contributed, Tristan Thompson with 12 points. And then uh, Daniel Tice with 10 points. So, yeah, he did really good tonight, too. I also like to mention Peyton Pritchard. Um, well, he didn't do well in this game. He didn't really score that much. But, I meant, yeah, he's been doing, yeah, kind of contributing as a rookie, Peyton Pritchard. I do kind of want to see Aaron Naismith uh, get some playing time too, but we'll see how his development is going too. Because that would actually be a good key coming off the bench. That would actually be a good player coming off the bench. Aaron Naismith, both him and Peyton Pritchard shooting freeze. That would actually be legit. All right. So let's see. And then, as we said, um, before we go to break and uh, um, kind of take a break right here and end the segment. I do want to give our condolences to Casey Jones' family as Casey Jones passes away at the age of 88. Former Boston Celtic, great, whose number 25 is retired up in the Raptors, along with Bill Russell, John Havlicek, um, Tommy Heinsohn, who passed away this past November. Yeah, man, all those guys are kind of passing away. I mean, they are getting to that age, but yeah. I want to give our condolences to him. Not, o- not only did he play for the Celtics and won eight championships or won numerous championships with the Boston Celtics, he also coached the Boston Celtics to two NBA championships in 84 and 86. So he coached Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish. So he was like a Tommy Heinz in a way, except he didn't uh, do broadcasting for the Celtics afterwards. But at the same time, you would never find someone who was that deep as a, that, or instrumental as a player and a coach. Heck, even uh, Cedric Maxwell before uh, the Brook- the game they played against the Brooklyn Nets, he basically t- teared up at because he was one because uh Casey Jones was one of his coaches too, or was his coach too when part of that '84 team, and he really teared up. Like Danny Ainge said, like he was really instrumental and a great teacher, and we lost another great one, another great Boston Celtic, gone in 2020. Another reason why 2020 sucked and this is why i really am glad it's gone yeah. rest in peace casey you'll be missed number 25 forever let's win it for tommy and casey if we can yeah if we it's about to say let's get our heads out of our butts right now but yeah all right sorry but this would be a really instrumental year for the celtics hey the lakers can win it for kobe why not win it for tommy and casey yeah let's win it for those two yeah, it's winning for Tommy and Casey. But first, let's get our crap together because last night's game was not really great. But right now, we will go to break, then come back and finish up with the and uh, resume with the Celtics and Brooklyn Nets Christmas Day game. So don't go anywhere, folks. All right, welcome back. All right, so the resume. So the Celtics played on Christmas Day. It- 
Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is over right now. I mean, as we're recording, Christmas is over. It is January the 2nd of a new year, 2021. All right. So here we go. So Celtics were holding their own. I mean, they were still losing at some points in the game, but they were still holding their own. There's a point where, okay, maybe we might have a shot with the Brooklyn Nets. But somewhere in the third quarter, and this becomes a topic later on in the show when we talk about the Celtics, in the third quarter, something happens to the point where they just play sloppy, not great, and look like a JV team taking on a varsity team. As the Celtics, when they get into the third quarter in this one, get blown the crap out and lose to the Brooklyn Nets 123-295 on Christmas Day. They get embarrassed on Christmas Day. It's Christmas. <laughs> I have a blue Tom. Don't sing it. <laughs> Christmas. All right. Yeah. All right. So your top scores for the Celtics were uh, Jalen Brown with 27, Jason Tatum with 20, usual two suspects. Um, Mark Smart with 13 points. Semi Ojale coming off the bench with nine. Um, Tristan Thompson with eight. And. Um, Peyton Pritchard with seven. I mean, that's what I mean. He's become an impactful uh, rookie so far. So, yeah, seven points. One of the top leading scorers in this game. All right, Peyton. Earning your – yeah, earning your share. Earning your – yeah. All right. And then Celtic football played on Boxing Day, a match against uh, Hamilton. And once again, they basically blew out Hamilton as they win this game 3-0 three no, three against Hamilton. So basically, they keep their winning streak going. So very good, very good. Attaway Celtic. All right. So let's go over the scoring summary. So basically, the only scoring that they did, um, Edward got a goal with uh, 49 minutes, a penalty kick. Then Lee Griffiths got a goal with 54 minutes into the game. And then David Tremble basically put it away with a goal of 74 minutes into the game and basically almost time winding down. As your score is 3-0, Celtic win against Hamilton. Hamilton's not really that great. They're basically the worst team in their league. So, need to get a win against these teams. I'm glad they got a win against this team because I would have been pissed if they lost against this team. This team is awful. (laughs) They are about to get regulated, which, by the way, if you do not know what regulated means in – International football or soccer, it means if you end up in last place in your league, you're out. <clears throat> you get kicked out of the league. Yeah, legit. Imagine that that was in our sports leagues. Ooh, I was about to say the Red Sox already got kicked out. In the <laughs> I was about to say, um, <laughs> I was about to say the whole NFC East would all get like, yeah. All right. Then uh, Chelsea football played Arsenal and. I got to tell you, they did not look good against Arsenal. Nope, not one bit at all. They looked very lost. Yes, as they basically lose this one, 3-1 to one, to Arsenal on Boxing Day, which is basically the day before Christmas and celebrated in the U.K. and Canada and Australia. That's yeah, kind of a British thing or kind of a U.K. British thing, yeah. All right, so here we go. Let's go over the score. So... Basically, uh, so basically Arsenal basically just got a goal. Basically, um, they got three goals um, with 35 minutes into the game, 44 minutes into the game, and then 56 minutes into the game. And then Tammy Abraham got a goal with basically not a lot of time 
winding down 85 minutes into the game and not a lot of time left. But that was basically just a dent in the armor and Chelsea, or uh, Arsenal win this one 3-1 to one, as Chelsea football basically sinks right back down into the – yeah, back down into the English Premier League. Wait, yeah, so basically out of first place. Liverpool's getting back into it. I I was about to say, how did they do that? All right, then Gonzaga played uh, uh, Virginia, the defending national champions, uh, Virginia. They're still the defending national champions, even though they won it in 2019. And the reason why I'm staying, saying that they're still national champions is that there was no March Madness in 2020 because, yes, it got shut down because of COVID, which that's where my real realization is or where I realized, hey, COVID's really serious. So they're already shutting down March Madness, and this must be a really serious issue. <laughs> they're shutting down the most store or most treasured event in sports history, especially in this month. Something is wrong. <laughs> so, something is very wrong. All right. So basically, getting back to the game against Gonzaga and Virginia, Gonzaga basically just let it on the defending national champs. And once again, they beat an opponent, a ranked opponent, once again. And it looks like, will Gonzaga ever get beat? I don't know. Maybe. Well, at least in this one, they're not going to get beat as they win this game 98-275. They basically just demolished the defending national champions in men's basketball. All right, so let's go over to our lead scorers of the night. Let's see. All right. So your lead scorer with 32 points, Corey Kispert. And then 29 points, Drew Timmy. Timmy! Sorry, watching new South Park or some of those old South Park episodes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, let's see. At uh, number or tie for eight points was uh, Jalen Suggs and uh, Joe IA. And then uh, and then uh, our Florida transfer, Andrew Nimhard, basically uh, – or led or basically uh finished in fifth place with uh seven points. I just butchered that entire sash. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. But anyway, yeah. So at this point, they are seven and zero, and still undefeated, still ranked number one in the land. Yeah. All right. Then the Celtics played the Pacers on Sunday, and once again. It looked like the Celtics were basically, yeah, they were basically cruising. And then in the third quarter, I don't know what happened. Once again in the third quarter, they basically just fell apart and played sloppy. They did keep or did get back into it in the fourth quarter, but at the end, um, Celtics did make a basket with time right now. But then Dante Sabonis of the Pacers made a game-winning uh, field goal or a layup and got the foul. They uh, take the lead. Uh, Jason Tatum tried to make the game-winning shot, fade away, but he missed. This time he didn't make it like he did with the Bucks, And the Celtics fall at 1-2 and two and lose this game 108-107 in Indiana at the Baker's Life Fieldhouse. I have some distant cousins that are like season ticket holders of the Pacers. Yeah. Or used to be. I'm not really sure if they still are now. But they, at some point, were Indiana t- Pacers ticket holders. Or ticket holders. Or season ticket holders. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. And they kind of knew some connection. I think one of their friends was 
in charge of all that. So yeah. And they were kind of like, they actually own their own like sporting goods company. So they were able to get, score some tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I might ask them if the Celtics ever play the Pacers again in Indiana and whenever they allow fans in the stands, maybe I might ask old, uh, Ryan and, uh, Daniel Booker, if I can, uh, get some tickets, shout out to them, shout out to them. I don't know if they're listening. All right. So going on a score summary. So Jason Tatum had 20, Five points, leading scorer. Um, Jalen Brown had 18 points. Um, Peyton Pritchard had an I-2, 13 points, very being very impactful. Robert Williams III had 12 points. And then trailing were fifth place, and kind of like the fifth scorer of the night was Marcus Smart with 11 points. Yeah, not a great night. Third quarters are, were getting them. I don't know what was going on in the third quarter, but Southern was getting them. All right. Then Chelsea football played uh, um, Aston Villa for or in a match, and this game or a match ended in a 1-1 draw. Chelsea football, what is going on? With all the moves they made this past offseason, the transfer moves and signings and stuff like that, I mean, seriously, they really should possibly be guaranteed at least a chance at the English Premier League, or at least a chance. But they're just kind of falling apart, and which, by the way, just shows that you can't always make the – or sometimes all the best moves don't really guarantee you a championship. But hopefully it's still early. Maybe they'll find a way to get themselves out of the room. Just speaking as a Chelsea fan, being biased, hopefully they find a way to get themselves out of the rut, rut and win the English Premier League. But at this point, it's kind of looking grim. All right, Oliver uh, Giroud got a goal 34 minutes into the game. And then uh, – at, or Aston Villa basically answered back with 15 minutes into the game. Basically tied up. That's where the score would stand, 1-1. And let's see, after that match, they are they are sixth place. Um, and in first place in the league right now is Liverpool. Man, they really came back. Well, at least tied right now with uh, Liverpool and Manchester United with 33 points. So... Chelsea is basically trailing by seven points in the standings. Not great. Still hope, but still not great. Yeah. All right. All right. Then Gonzaga men's basketball played uh, Northern Arizona. And once again, they blew out Northern Arizona by 30 points, 88 to 58. So very good, staying undefeated 0 and 8 or 8 and 0 so far. So very good, very good way to get it done, boys. Especially a team like this. All right, box scores. All right, so your top scores were in this order: Drew Ia with or Joel Ia with 17 points. Um, Drew Timmy Timmy with 14 points. Um. See Dominic Harris with 12 points. And let's see, that's one, two. Then uh A- Andrew Nimhard with 10 points. And then finishing off in fifth place was Antoine or Anton Watson with nine points. So those are your top five scorers. Very good. Way to get it done. And then oh, let's get into this game. Patriots versus Bills. 
in a game where basically it was already done, the Patriots season is already over, they're not going to go to the postseason, they're not going to win the AFC East again for the for the 12th straight time in a row. It's done. This is kind of a pointless game. But the Bills have something else to prove, too. They need to win the second seed, at least to get one of the top two or one of the top seeds or something like that, yeah. So, and they basically just poured it on on the Patriots as the Patriots lose this one, 38 to 9. And this was kind of worrying me too. Oh. Oh, it's a man. Okay. All right. I'm waiting for a package to show up. Okay. Um, crap. What was I going to. Oh, yes. We were talking about the Patriots game. All right. Oh, great. So I had the Patriots on my defense for my fantasy team for the James Conley team that won the championship. I was kind of a little worried too because depending on how this defense played, I was kind of a little worried that oh, maybe we might not be crown fantasy league champions for this league just yet yeah but in the end they didn't play that bad and thank god we end up winning the league who about to say i was about to ready to murder our defense you basically cost me the fancy league my fancy league and the, well they did get a touchdown in this game patriots offense did well let's go over it <clears throat> all right in the first quarter um, a failed drive ends on a Nick Foles 45-yard field goal with 12:44 left in the first quarter, three nothing Patriots. Then another, then on a failed drive by Buffalo, um, uh, Tyler Bass scored the 22-yard field goal to tie it up three-three. And then the second quarter, this is where the real shit show begins. <laughs> um, sorry to say that, but at the same time, it was kind of really not great performance. Uh, Zach Moss. Uh, caught a or ran for five yards, capped off by PAT kick, 10 to three, Buffalo led. Then the Patriots got on the board, their first touchdown of the game. Cam Newton ran into the end zone. He took it in himself for a nine yard run, capped off by PAT. Well, actually, the PAT failed. Never mind. Okay, the PAT failed. Nope, nope. So it was 10 to nine, Buffalo still led. And then they basically just, basically just Buffalo scoring. Let's just go through it. All right, with 533 left in the half. Um, Josh Allen threw to a Lee Smith for a four-yard pass. PAT is good, seventeen to nine Buffalo. And then, Dale, or then uh, Josh Allen threw to the Stephon Diggs for a fifty-yard field or fifty-yard pass, twenty-four to nine. Um, three minutes left into the or into the halftime. Then the third quarter, Jail or uh, Josh Allen threw to Stephon Diggs for eighteen-yard pass, thirty-one to nine. Buffalo led, and then in the third quarter or fourth quarter, Josh Allen again threw to Stephon Diggs, eight-yard pass with 13-16 left in the game, 38-9. That's your final score. They got their asses candid one in this game. Speaking of which about the Stephon Diggs, if fans would have ended up right basically trade or free agency-wise, he could have been a Patriot. Yeah. We could have had a really great offensive wide receiver on our team. But you know what? I don't know. I don't know what Bill's thinking. Bill Belichick. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know. I do trust in Bill, but at the same time, I'm kind of starting to think, let's make some moves. Get, get these guys. Get these guys. All right. We'll get into our uh, fantasy league um, championship or fantasy league update. But first, Go over the 
Celtics news. So the Celtics did pick up um, the 2020-2021 or 2021-2022 options for Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, and Robert Williams III. All right. I am kind of great that they got Robert Williams III and Romeo Langford. Um, Grant Williams, I'm not really sure about. I've actually heard some stuff about the Celtics fans saying that, yeah, this might not have been great, but yeah. Agree to disagree. And then the Celtics played the Pacers again on Wednesday or on uh, Tuesday. And this time, again, they had third quarter struggles. But in the fourth quarter, they went on a 12-2 run. Enough to get them the lead and get them the win against the Indiana Pacers and end a two-game losing streak as they win 116-111 to 111 in Indiana. All right. So your top performers are scoring. Let's see, top scorers. All right, my top performers in uh, top five performers were Jalen or Jason Tatum with 25 points or 27 points. Sorry, uh, Jalen Brown with 20 points. Uh, Marcus Smart with 17 points. Uh, Tristan Thompson with 14 points. And off the bench, Peyton Pritchard with 10 points. He's being very impactful. Attaway, impactful rookie, Peyton Pritchard. Awesome. All right. So that's it. And then uh, Gonzaga played Dixie State. Whoever heard of Dixie State at this point? Well, at the same time, basically Gonzaga basically just blew them out once again. 112-267. Yep, that's the final score. I'm not kidding you. That's the final score of the game. Yes, so basically they took care of them. Yep, of course, because Gonzaga should not lose to someone like Dixie State. Seriously, Dixie? I must say, this is like a giant rep school. It's time. <laughs> All right, where is Dixie State? I don't even know. Hold on. Who looked this up? <laughs> Dixie State, where the hell that's at? <laughs> All right. So your top performers for Gonzaga. With 25 points, Corey Ketzbert, uh, Joe IA or Joe IE with 21 points. Uh, let's see. Um, Umar Balu with 17 points off the bench. And then let's see. And then tied for a fourth place, but I'm just going to add them on. Drew Timmy and Andrew Nimhard with nine points. But very good. Had a way to get it done. Way to stay. Finish off 2020 with wins and still undefeated 9-0. I believe they are still ranked number one in the land. And they play San Francisco tonight. We won't have time to uh, talk about that in this podcast episode. We'll have to talk about that later on. I'm trying to get this done tonight, today just because yeah, the uncertainty. Yeah. Apparently, we got ice this uh, past, or this uh, New Year's Day. And it's made all the trees um, basically just freeze over. And some of the tree limbs basically fall off some of the trees. And, like, they kind of hit, like, some of the power lines, stuff like that. And, like, um, yeah, basically uh, they almost took out um, the Wi-Fi cable to uh, my house, one of the limbs. But, thankfully, it's still attached. It did take it off the house, but it's still connected to the house. So we still have internet. So thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Whew. Man, 2021. I mean, 
Apart from me getting my new car, I mean, so far, ugh. Hopefully this doesn't continue. Come on. Come on. We need a recovery. We need a bounce back here after 2020. All right. All right, so Celtic football, they played Dundee United on the 30th. And once again, they got the dub against Dundee United 3-0. Awesome. So they basically blew out another opponent. Awesome. Getting it done. Taking care of business. Do not sing it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Dundee United match. All right. So basically, here are your goals. Emilio Soro got a goal. I believe his first time scoring with 23 minutes into the game. So good. At a way. Way to get a goal. Um, David Tremble with 40 minutes into the game. And then Osmond Edward got a goal with 76 minutes into the game. To put it away. 3-0. Celtic win. They just keep rolling. They keep on rolling. Yep. Awesome. At a way. Ready to take on Rangers at Ibrox, Ibrox Stadium. And then we got some news on the, on the 30th. We said goodbye to former Bruins, uh, to Daniel Chara, as he's decided to sign with the Washington Capitals and instead instead of the Boston Bruins. So the big man, number 33, the captain, has decided to ship out of Boston. And this is kind of stings for me because he was one of my, he was if not my favorite player on the Bruins, basically because the guy is so big and just like he's just like a defensive force. He is a fighter. Watching some of the old highlight reels of him when he was a Bruin, basically just made me just ooh maybe want to run for a wall. And I'm glad I am thankful that he was able to win one Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins in 2011, and we will cherish that Stanley Cup and the people who are on that team for basically forever. We salute you, um, Sedano Chara, our captain, and best of luck in Washington. Hopefully, you don't win when we're facing you, but yeah, but best of luck in Washington. Make us proud. All right. Then the Celtics played the Grizzlies, and there was no third quarter hiccup. In fact, any hiccup whatsoever. As the Celtics basically just mauled the Grizzlies, a John Morant-less Grizzlies team, as the final score of this one in the Boston Garden was, or in the TD Garden was, 126 to 107 Celtics win. So very good. All right, your top performers, come on. All right, top scorers were over this order. All right. All right, so here you are with 42 points. Yes, 42 points, Jalen Brown. Then next was uh, with 14 points, or with 16 points, Jason Tatum, 14 points. Uh, Marcus Smart, 12 points, Daniel Tice. And then with nine points, it was Carson Edwards. Wow, Carson Edwards with nine points. Whoa, let's say my sister always asks about Carson Edwards because she's a big Purdue fan and he came from, or he was drafted out of Purdue. So she keeps asking me how, like, he's doing. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. She's about to say, like, I feel like a lot of Southern fans don't really like him. Maybe because he's just not doing anything. Just not saying that. I'm I'm not saying that we need to get rid of him or, like, he's a bum. It's just, like, he's not really helping us out a lot. 
I mean, I like every Celtic on the team. It's just sometimes, I mean, I don't know. Won't go too much in the detail. Once Celtic, always Celtic. All right, before we go to break and uh, come back for or end this segment, I want to make a note that the Red Sox have hired uh, uh, Bianca Smith, making her the fir- making her the first black female minor league coach. So basically, the Red Sox, who have had a long and scarred past of racism and being the last team to sign an African-American player, have finally signed a woman, not just a woman, but a woman of of black heritage, basically, or basically or basically a woman of color. She has basically been signed by the Red Sox as a minor league coach. So well done. About time. Long time coming. That away. Way to get it done, Red Sox. That away. Yeah. I hope she does well. I hope – and maybe at some point, they Red Sox ownership might, or Red Sox management might decide, hey, let's put her on the big league club. I kind of want to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And this is the thing about women in sports and mate and women in sports, especially with the Marlins signed up, Kim Yang. I was about to say, I don't care what your race, ethnicity, what gender you are, if you can help us win a title. And you can help us bring a t- championship to Boston or any other team on this show or that we cheer for. All power to you. Get it done. You go, girl. Yeah. So basically, although someone like my dad might see this, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even tell. I didn't even tell him about this. Yeah, don't tell Jim about this. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. So congrats to her. Yeah, best of luck in the minor league system. Hopefully you come up to uh, the big leagues pretty soon. Hopefully they get consideration for her. Yeah. All right, so we'll go to break, and then we'll wrap up with the week scores and news with uh, some not-so-great news and scores. Yeah. So we'll get, we'll wait to uh, talk about them, but first we're going to go to break. All right, we are back to wrap up scores and news, and then we'll get into – our book report about the big three, as in my big three of the Boston Celtics, as in Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. But first, let's finish off with the scores and news. More bat, more worse news, and basically, yeah, not great news. As so far, our favorite teams have not got wins in the year 2021. First, let's go over Nerding football. Yeah, we kind of saw this coming, especially against a team like Alabama. They played in the Rose Bowl for the college football semifinal to decide who was going to go to the national title game. And, oh, boy, Notre Dame basically just got their shit kicked in. They basically just – they did not play up to expectation. That just proved, once again, they can win in these big games, and they just really didn't deserve to be in the college football championship, especially after the whole year – that they have had so far. A year where, like, okay, we maybe this might be the first time since 1988 that we've seen an Notre Dame football championship. Once again, as I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. And we will get a uh, post-mortem show later on in the week, but right now, let's just get this scoring update finished. All right. All right, to begin with, so Alabama basically got on the board good, uh, early. Um, Mac Jones threw to a uh, Devonte Smith for a twenty-eight yard pass. P. 
PAT is good. 7-0 Alabama led. Then uh, Mac Jones threw to Jamil uh, Billingsley for a 12-yard pass. PAT is good. 14-0 Alabama led after the first quarter. Then Notre Dame got on the board with a touchdown. Kyron, Kyron Williams ran for a one-yard run. PAT is good. Notre Dame's back in the game, 14-7. Or 14-7. And then basically Alabama just basically ran away with this afterwards. Um, Mac Jones threw to Javante Smith, 34-yard pass. Um, PAT is good, 21-7. Then the third quarter with four minutes, four minutes and 58 minutes into the game. Mac Jones ran to or threw to Javante Smith again, seven yards, third pass of the day, or third catch of the day, or third touchdown catch of the day. Uh, PAT is good, 28-7, Alabama led. Then a field goal by uh, Will Richard, a 41-yarder, 31-7, Alabama led. And then Ian Book ran for one-yard pass or one-yard run. He took it in himself with 56 minutes left in the game. Um, Jonathan Doerr hit the kick, but at this point, it was basically just a dent in the armor. As the final score of this one, Alabama 31, Notre Dame 14. The dream is done. It is over, and we have to wait even 33 more years for another, or 33 years for another national title. I don't know. I mean, and I was a little upset about this one because I really want to see Notre Dame win this. For someone who basically my original OG team was Notre Dame football. If you want to pick that original team that I basically cheered on from basically like my first ever team I ever cheered for, it would have been Notre Dame football because the fighting Irish and just basically just family heritage with the but being as fans and stuff like that, growing up in the Chicagoland area, being grown up in an Irish Catholic family, and cheering for Notre Dame. Especially, I basically took my love of Notre Dame football from my Uncle Tom. Yes, he's also named Tom O'Shea, too. Yes, so there's two of us here. One's a boomer and one's a millennial. <laughs> yeah. If you can tell which one of those jokes. Yeah. Basically, that's where I got my love of Notre Dame football from him. And I want to see those glory days, too, that he got to witness, too. Seeing them win national titles. Because the last time they won a national title, it was four years before I was born. Yeah. So they have never won a national title in football ever since I'm alive. I've seen the Red Sox win a title, win four World Series titles. I've seen the Patriots win four or five, or I can't talk, six Super Bowl championships. The Celtics win an NBA title. The Bruins win a Stanley Cup. Boston College won a few, uh, National championship. Chelsea wins some championships. Celtic wins some championships. The only two. Oh yeah, we are missing some two teams. Yeah, um, Gonzaga hasn't won, and Wright State hasn't won. All right, but still, yeah, but still, I mean, I feel I feel more connection with Notre Dame football just because just it's my kind of school. Yeah, it just stinks. I really hate the jokes that just came afterwards. Basically, like, oh, Notre Dame doesn't deserve to be in the national title game. Yeah, Dude, please don't vote the amendment ever again. Then how are they going to win another national title? Well, I guess they just won't. Great. That's just stupid. Please don't vote them in again. Then how are they supposed to get in? One? 
I mean, one of these days we're going to have to win. One of these days it's going to happen. Notre Dame will win a national championship. Hopefully it's during my lifetime. Sorry to say that. I mean, we already said a couple not too great words, but... All right, more bad news. So later in the day, as in yesterday, the Boston Celtics played against the Detroit Pistons, and I do not know what happened in the first quarter. Something like they felt really sloppy, not playing great, and then basically were just getting blown out to basically one of, if not the worst teams in the NBA. They did start to pick it up in the second, and especially the third quarter. And it looked like in the fourth quarter, with four, four minutes and 15 seconds left in the the game, it looked like, okay, the Celtics might pull out. They might come back and pull out with the win. But then after that, they went on a scoring drought and let Detroit get back into the game. They didn't close out in the final minutes, and they lost 96-93 to and gave a 0-4 Detroit Pistons team their first win of the season. <sighs> That's why I said... My confidence level, somewhat of the Celtics team, is starting to kind of, yeah. I still am not burying them just yet, but at the same time, it's starting to decrease a little bit. Like, I'm starting to not worry. Hopefully, when Kemba comes back, maybe things will start changing around. But hopefully, let's just hope. That is also kind of wishful thinking. And sometimes wishful thinking is really immature. I don't know. I just feel like. Hope is just, it's just the, yeah, I don't know. All right, let's, no, no. All right, all right. Scoring summary. So my top performers in scoring were Jason Tatum with 28, Jalen Brown with 25, uh, Mark Smart with 13, Jeff Teague with 12, and I believe Grant Williams with 8. Right, I'm going to give the nod to Grant Williams yet more. Right. So after the first six games for the Celtics, they are in third place. Oh, wait. Yeah, third place right now in the Atlantic Division, 3-3, three and three, and in, at the seventh seed right now in the Eastern Conference. So they are basically kind of falling apart. They are basically two seeds away from getting out of the postseason. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but you knowing the Celtics team so far this season, even my dad, as like he drove me home because this was last night, I still didn't have my new car yet. He basically asked me, "Is this Celtics team really just that bad?" Like, and I, thought, I just couldn't like answer. I just I was really mad afterwards. I just thought I really did not want to talk to anybody. Just leave me alone, God, you know, Like I cannot believe we lost and gave the Detroit Pistons, who are very god awful and did not have Blake Griffin. On their team, on their roster right now, because he's out with injury, gave them their first win of the season. Unreal. Unreal. All right, let's talk about Celtic football. And once again, well, sorry, Celtics fans or Celtic fans, the win streak comes to an end as. Celtic loses one, one nil to their arch rival Rangers at Ibrook Stadium. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. Uh, Column 
Uh, McGregor does uh, give Rangers their first goal, but it was like an own or uh, own kick as basically he basically uh, yeah he basically yeah gave Rangers their goal, but basically kind of cost the Celtics. Yeah, it's, yeah, not great. As Colin McGregor is one of the Celtic players, as in like he basically made a mistake and basically scored on his own goal. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Although they did try to award that goal to uh, a Rangers player, but we're trying to find out who his name was. But, yeah, they were just scoring penalties. It just did not look great. And after this game, it looks like Celtic. Excuse me. Celtic Celtic Tom. Yeah, right. They're called Celtic. I watched the games, watched, listened to podcasts, and hear the songs. They refer to the team as Celtic. No, you get it right, buddy. <laughs> Seriously. All right, so they are basically, yeah, they Rangers are basically just running away with this. So probably for the first time in nine years, it's kind of looking like if they don't get their crap together and basically beat someone like Rangers, it's looking like that Celtic might not win the Scottish League or Scottish Premier League for the first time in almost a decade. So a decade of di- or dominance might be coming to an end if they don't get it done by May. Fuck. Oh, no. Not a great way to start 2021. <laughs> All right, hopefully Gonzaga will get the job done tonight against San Francisco. Give our Royal Rooters team their first dub of the 2021 new year. Well, hopefully, so far, let's just hope. Yes, San Francisco might be a, is a conference opponent, but they are kind of tough too. Hopefully, they get it done. That is it for scores and news. All right, so we'll get into now, right now. So we finished a new book right now. Um, finished a new book for this year called The Big Free. Um, let me. So the Big Free. So the book is called The Big Free. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and the Reaper for the Boston Celtics. This is written by Michael Hawley. It basically goes into, hold on, let me write. It talks about the owners, about Danny Ainge, about Doc Rivers, how they became, or uh, came, um, sell, or basically came up, uh, joined the organization, Weiss, or Wick Grosbeck as the owner, Danny Ainge as the GM, and then Doc Rivers as the head coach. Talk about Paul Pierce, his early years in Boston. Then talked about a little bit about uh, the early years of uh, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and their respective years. Um, Ray Allen in Milwaukee and Seattle and Kevin Garnett in Minnesota. And talked about uh, a really bad year of 2006 and 2007 where we lost the great Red Arback and then had the most second most worst god-awful season, at least in my lifetime, as a boss, as a Boston Celtics fan seeing that. Basically, they went on basically went on a historic losing streak, basically a franchise historic losing streak of 18 games or how many it was. Yeah. And basically just fell out getting the number one pick. But they decided, you know what, we're going to try to win this. So they went out. They got Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and brought in the Boston, teaming up with uh, – Um, I just saw some news. All right, so teamed him up with Paul Pierce for the 2007-08 championship or 08 season and basically how they won a championship, how they basically came from being 
from being the worst team in basketball to the best team in basketball from worst to first, basically their struggle or success and struggles sometimes in the postseason of getting all the way to the NBA finals and facing adversity after basically looking like um, they might get blown. They might get like uh, kicked out of the postseason at being one, the number one seed, but find a way to stave off the end or stay off the opponent. They take down the Hawks in the first round in seven games, the Cavaliers, LeBron and the Cavaliers in that epic game seven um, in seven games, and then took down Detroit in six games, and then basically took down the Lakers in six games, where in game six, the Celtics just basically just blew out the Celtics in the garden and basically gave the Celtics their 17th championship. Then talks a little bit about the 08-09 season, how that kind of like how the whole team chemistry started to fall apart. Then it talks about the Eastern Conference Championship 09 or 09-10 season, how, yeah, they basically went to seven games in the NBA Finals, but then got beat up by Kobe and the Lakers, who basically exacted revenge after two years ago. It talks about um, 2010 and 2011, how, like, they started to start going sour. It talks about the sour relationship of uh, Ray Allen and uh, Rajon Rondo, how, like, they basically started not getting along. Um, then it talks about the last season of the Big Free together, 2011-2012. talks about how, like, they basically uh, were just a win away from going to the NBA Finals but then lost to LeBron in the Miami Heat. And basically talks about the whole breakup. And finally, everybody leaving after the 2012-2013 season. Yeah. It talks a little about the epilogue, too. It talks about how like the Celtics were starting to rebuild. Talk about guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and all those guys coming to the Celtics. And basically bringing that new culture to the Celtics. Yeah, I kind of really love reading this book, too. I thought this was a really good... Just takes me back down memory lane with like this Celtics group, especially my about my favorite players, KG, especially Paul Pierce, and kind of do have to say Ray Allen, but I am starting to kind of like feel a little bit um, remorse for Ray Allen right now. Kind of like just feel, you know, I, I do kind of forgive him, even though he did leave Miami at the time was a rival to go win a championship with them. I am kind of glad he was part of that 07 or part of those years with the Boston Celtics and did contribute to winning a championship with the Boston Celtics in 2008. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Were they perfect teammates all the time? Not really. Especially around after the 2007-08 season. They basically kind of started falling apart a little bit. Yeah. I didn't know it was that early, right? Just right after that. I didn't realize that. I knew they kind of started, like, at the end, started kind of, like, falling apart a little bit too. And like at some point they didn't want even talk like KG and Paul Pierce won't even talk to Ray Allen anymore. But I didn't know it was that bad. Like after 2008, I did not realize that. Yeah. Michael Hawley does a really good job. Even though there are some things I don't really agree with the guy on, there are, he really does really good books and really does really in-depth books of Boston sports and stuff like that. He did one about the uh, Brady and Belichick, uh, which I really do like, and I have read a dumb book report about, but yeah, pretty good, pretty good book. I do recommend it, and it just takes me back memory lane with those Celtics teams of the past, seeing like guys like KG, um, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, even Rajon Rondo and Doc Rivers and all those guys, just making my 
my first years of being a Celtics fan, basically just memorable. Yeah. Or just my years of high school and uh, high school and early college years, just memorable as a Celtics fan. All right, so great read. I recommend anybody and everyone who likes Boston Celtics and sports. Yeah, and I give this a nine. I do what Dave Portnoy does on uh, his pizza reviews. Yes, give it a nine. Yeah, give it a nine. <laughs> yeah, how he rates his pizzas. Yeah, people love bar stool. Yeah. All right, so we will take a break and then come back and finish off with fancy. Sports and then wrap up the show for this week. So stick around, folks. All right, we are back to wrap up the show first with fantasy. All right, almost done, folks. Almost done with basically one of the longest episodes we have ever done in this podcast podcast history. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of the longest. I don't know. We'll probably look it up. All right. So Yahoo Fantasy. So as I said, for fantasy football. The James Conleys have won the league championship. My first ever fantasy league championship. Congrats to me. As as we will look up, they beat um, Cuddle Puppy 126.22 to 98.02. So very good. We are the champions. At away, James Conley. If you don't know who James Conley is, please look up 1960 Easter Rising. He's one of the signing or lead or one of the main leaders or participants of that Easter Rising. Yeah, and Dropkick Murphys just released a song just last year about them. So look it up. Yeah. All right. As in Brady's the goat. Their season was already done like a while back. They finished off one and two or one and twelve, so not great. So currently, let's see. All right. And then uh, going deep, they did not make the postseason either. They finished off 4-10. and 10. Dobby, let's see. They finished off 3-10 and 10 and did not make the postseason either. All right. O'Connell Street, they finished off 9-4-9, and four and nine, did not make the postseason either. Or at least, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think the right now, the current one right now is uh, the Cacasio Squadron. Right now, they are playing for seventh place. And right now, they currently are projected to win this one uh, 75% to 25%. So there might be hope. They might get second, seventh place. Cacasio Squadron, I about to say, coming from almost winning the league now, finish off in seventh place. What is going on? Cacasio Squadron. And then Kellerman's a schmuck. They finished off with 11 uh, 11 3. Oh, he's a postseason what oh yeah we could have just looked this up all right maybe we just start all over i don't know yeah probably not all right so yeah so columbus schmuck they finish off with a one three and one or three and eleven record mr garrison 2020 they finish off with 11 three record and i'm I believe they did make the postseason. Hold on. Look, I got a Word document here. We just looked this up. Excuse me. Burping a lot. I don't know why. Here we are. Let's look this up. We got this all on. Um, 
Excel document. All right. All right. So nothing ESPN wise. Here we are. All right. Here we go. All right. So James Conley, as it said, league champions, twelve or twelve and four record. Uh, Brady's the goat. They finished off one and two or one and twelve. No postseason whatsoever. Going deep, they finish off with a five and eleven record, eleventh place in the losers group bracket. Dobby, they finish off three and twelve or three and twelve with a twelve with a twelve place in the losers bracket. O'Connell Street finished off five and ten with eleventh place in the losers bracket. The Cacasio Squadron finished off or uh, right now is uh two and fourteen. Hold on. Oh yeah, that's right. They're still going on. All right, never mind. Yeah, leave that for now. All right. Well, we basically just jinxed them for tomorrow. Okay. I didn't know. I thought Yahoo Fantasy was done. I thought old fantasy football was done this week or last week. I guess I was wrong. I feel like they're still playing some. Okay. Man, well, it depends on what league. Yeah, it also depends on what league. All right. Kellum is a schmuck. They finish off, as I said, three and or three and eleven. No postseason. Mr. Garrison 2020, three and eleven. No postseason also. All right, so we just got to wait for the Cacasio Squadron. They're playing, as I said, seventh place in their league. Hopefully, they'll try to get it done tomorrow, but we'll see. They have a really good percentage of winning seventh place. So, yeah. So, overall, for Yahoo Fantasy, I'm 34 and 84, or 34 and 85. So, not great record rise for since doing this whole Yahoo Fantasy for football. So, yeah, kind of had a little bit of a rough season for. At least for at least we James Conley won the league championship, yeah, league title. At least you be thankful for that. All right, let's go to fancy basketball right now. So, um, currently, uh, South Park Warriors they are zero and one right now, and currently right now beating Inglorious Bastards. I love that name. That's so funny. What a great name to name your fantasy team. Six and six to two. So very good. Awesome. Named after the Quentin Tarantino movie about World War II. That's pretty neat. Yeah. All right. KG's the GOAT. So currently, right now, they are winning 907.80 to 680.10 to uh Ohm's team. So, and currently right now they are projected to win. So awesome. Pretty good. Well, actually they're one. Yeah. So I forgot to mention their record. They're one and out right now. So basically on the way to being two and out. Awesome. Compos ferrets. They are, uh, Oh, Oh, and one. So basically they only had like one tie so far. And currently right now they are winning against Raymond's team seven to three. So hopefully hold up. They might be able to win this one. Awesome. All right. Okay. Ringer NBA team. They are, let's see. They are 0-1 right now, and but currently right now beating Truck Garbage Team 8-3. So pretty good. Awesome. So on their way to being 1-1. One one. All right. Podrick Pierce, named after one of the 1916 Easter Rising leaders and basically kind of the George Washington of that whole group. Um, they are 0 and 1 right now, and currently right now are losing to Black Mamba's team 1,324.10 to 
1,323.55. And they are projected to lose. So they're supposed to go 0 and 2 so far. Going to the sounder to Patrick Pierce. All right, average Joes, they are 0 and 1 so far. And currently, right now, they are winning against uh, Burks and Recreation. Three or 1,344.75 to 1,070.75. They are projecting to win. All right. So basically start one and one to start the year. All right. That is Yahoo Fancy. Just go over to ESPN Fancy. All right. So let's see. All right. Let's see. Oh, yeah. I just went blank. I was trying to think of something else. All right. So, uh, Bobby Bouchiers, they are uh, in the last week of their postseason. And I believe they are in the loser's bracket. I could. Well, no, no, no. Actually, no. They're in a fourth place battling for third place. Let's see. Come on, go. All right. So, they're battling for third place. So, if they win tonight or win today or win this week, then they will finish off with third place. But right now, they are currently losing to Team Mahler, 114.88 to 98.16. So not looking great. Billy Billy, they are, let's see, they are in the loser's bracket, I believe. Yeah, they are in the loser's bracket. And right now, they are winning against Team House, 123.32 to 117.2. All right. So they keep it up, they'll win. All right. Declan Harps, they are, um, let's see, where are they at in the postseason? Declan Harps, yeah. All right. So they are in the winner's bracket. They did lose their uh, semifinal game. So they're playing for third place. And currently, right now, they are winning. 170.02 to 141.46 to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, as in Tom Brady, because that's what he called Tampa Bay, as in Tampa Bay. Yeah. About in your face a little bit, too. All right. So, yeah, all things go well. Declan Hart will finish in third place this year. Awesome. All right. So, Joe Exotic for president. They are right now in the, I believe, I think the Bobby Boucher, Bobby Boucher's and the uh, Declan Harps are the only teams that are in the winner's bracket or up for like the higher, like third place, fourth place, third place, second place, and first place. Everybody else is in the loser bracket. So here we go. All right. So Joe Exotic is beating Team Paxton 127.52, 261.28. So very good. So if they keep it up, they'll win their loser's bracket uh, round to finish off the year. So very good. Get the finish off the year with a dub. I hate rats. They are uh, beating uh, Team Cox, uh, 687.5, 50, 250.42. So very good. All right. We're still here. They're beating Team Rick, or Team Mr. Giggles. Wow. What a weird name for a team. Mr. Giggles. <laughs> Mr. Giggles. <laughs> All right. So they're winning 159.50 to free 137.74. All 
Yeah. Real weird name for it. All right. Eric Cartman's, they are beating uh, Team Mullen 145.42 to 86.3. Then Tom or the New England Toms are winning their game against Too Legit to Quit. 98.92 to 61.50 part five. Yeah. All right. So that's it for fancy uh football, fancy basketball. So Caillou's annoying. They are one and O to start the year. Or one and oh to start the year so far, and are currently right now winning their game against Team Clark. Uh 828 to a 560. So very good. Um Go up for glory. Right now, they're losing the team Spurl, uh, 812 to uh, 754. And right now, so far this year, they are 1 and 0. So they might get their first loss this week. All right. The Mickmen, they are 1 and 0 to start the year and beating a uh, team Huntsnitz Bug, uh, 989 to 728. All right. Boston Toms, they are 1 and 0 so far. And currently, right now, beating Team Preston, seven hundred eighty-seven to seven hundred forty-three. Stan Marsh, right now, they are zero and one so far to start of the year, and are currently, right now, losing, getting blown out by Team Dario, uh, nine hundred to six hundred thirty-eight. Wow. The boys of the old brigade, they are zero and one to start of the year, and currently, right now, losing the Team Buckets Magic, eight hundred and forty-one. 841 to 782. <laughs> All right, we also forgot to mention the fancy football uh, standing. So the Bobby Boucher's are eight and six. Joe Exotic, eight and or six and eight. Billy Billy, eight and six. Declan Harp, seven and seven. We're still here, seven and seven. I Hate Rats, seven and seven. Eric Cartman's three and 11. And New England Toms three and eleven. All right, that is it for fancy. Yeah, for fancy uh, sports, we are almost done. Whoo! What an episode! Very long episode. But that's kind of what happens when we take a week off and there's a lot of sports going on. Yeah, a lot of games. How many games did we go over? A lot. We must have gone over a lot of game recaps this episode. But very impactful couple of weeks. Yeah. You win some, you lost won some, win some, some stuff happened. Your favorite players get COVID. We lost some former players. We had some former players leave for free agency. We got some free agents back. Just won some titles. Just a lot of stuff going on. And hopefully 2021 is better. Kind of my New Year's resolution. I kind of want to start losing weight. I've already started losing a lot of weight too. I started as like um when I went to the doctor last time, I lost. I had like I was at two fifty one, and then I started just losing weight, and then I'm at a finished off at two oh eight. I did gain some seven pounds this week because because it was the holidays and it was New Year's Eve and stuff like that. You are gaining some pounds during the holidays, but we are playing getting back on it next this Monday. Getting back to it, getting back on the bike, starting eating right, watching what we eat, and just working out. Just starting to carve down, shedding the load, shedding the load. And hopefully I want to treat my new car like very new. Like I really want to treat it right. Because the past couple of cars, I really didn't really treat it very right. I mean, 
a lot of it do was just like didn't really have time or the money to go to uh, get some of the stuff fixed. But I don't know. I, I want to do better this time. I want to really take care of this new car. It starts now. Hopefully the stimulus check we get is a lot of money. Yeah. I heard it was $600 and hopefully it might be $2,000. Hopefully it might be $2,000. Just hoping. Just for the – also the last week too was not a great week financially. I kind of was a little broke money-wise and I just couldn't afford – paying people and stuff like that I just yeah hopefully it will be different yeah hopefully that's why i'm kind of hoping with the stimulus check i hopefully it's a lot of money like around the two thousand dollar range but we'll see yeah hopefully 2021 will be a lot better year than last year's yeah. let's pray and hope all right anything else all right Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at uh, Podcast Royal. And then follow my personal Twitter page at JunkyardDog92. We will have that in the details of the episode. Then follow me or follow the show on Instagram at RoarRooters1992. We will also have that in the details of the episode. Follow the TikTok page at RoarRooters. 91792. And then we'll have that in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public, and in or and uh Stitcher. Or wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter what I almost mentioned some another podcast platform that no has no relations to this show. All right. And with that being said, I believe that will about do it. See you guys next week. Banyana, Happy New Year. When the party's over and the lights cool down, when everybody go, I'm hoping that you stick around. When the high is over and we sober down, when everybody go, I'm hoping that you stick around. I know we just met. I know we just started, but it's something here, I can tell we got it, we like a classic song, I've been singing all night long, let it go like home, my love, my darling, when we sober, will you still be mine?
take it your hangover. Let's make love through the moonlight until the daylight. And we can both be mad like what a night until the side. Go on. No, no free ads. Domino's is very good pizza, but at the same time. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go home, please. I, we pretty much recorded over an hour or so, or even two. Go. Please go. <laughs> Call it a week.